You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Yo, what's going on? Yo, I know what everyone's been thinking. Where'd you been? We got a lot to talk about. We miss you. We miss y'all too. We're back and we're here to talk about Deshaun Watson taking over in Cleveland and pushing Baker right out the front door. Uh, whether or not Jokic is the true MVP of the league and how no one in the East kind of wants to be one or two. But Jared, we got to start in Cleveland as Deshaun Watson, the 230 million dollar man takes over and uh just kind of takes all of baker's stuff and just kind of pushes it right out the front door crazy isn't it that sean watson just got paid but, um, not, even, not even just paid he got paid exclamation point underline like paid like, yeah it, it's like everything's almost guaranteed like almost everything what he's getting is gonna be guaranteed money I think the whole thing is guaranteed. Shout out, shout out to his agent. Man, some... shout out to his lawyers. <laughs> oh man. It's kind of hard to like be super supportive of the Sean Watson thing because there is 22 women accusing him of sexual abuse and misconduct. But it's also he 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 was cleared of the criminal charges. He's now gonna be going with the civil. I don't know how that's gonna end up happening. That's still pending within the court. And, and, you know, there's the whole court of public opinion, how one views him as he tries to reshape his image, as he plays football. I doubt the NFL is going to suspend him for a year. It's not going to happen. I doubt they suspend him more than six games. I'm going to be highly realistic with everybody. I, I don't think that's going to happen. If he gets the six, that's the maximum he'll get. I think personally they're going to give him three. I think they'll give him three games. He'll start the season off the bench. We'll probably see Baker play his last three games with the Browns if, if that's the case. And then that's it. We'll see Deshaun Watson go be great because I think he's still a very good quarterback. And then I, I mentioned Baker only because it's like whatever's going on with his situation, how right now the Browns have come out and said they don't, they're not moving him right away. They're not looking to move him like immediately as they're going to look for the best offer for him, which may come after the draft may come during the draft, may come before as we're weeks away from the draft, like this, or even maybe days before the season. Like we don't know. Or maybe the trade on like We don't know when Baker's going to get moved, but I know for a fact that his relationship with the Browns is over. It's severed. They traded for Deshaun Watson knowingly re- replacing him. They brought in Amari Cooper because they want to be better, and they still have a good roster. So I think right now the Browns have a lot riding on this season, Chris, when you just look at everything that they brought in for themselves, like especially with this Deshaun Watson thing and now the whole Baker Mayfield beef, I think they have a lot riding on this season. If I'm if I'm Baker Mayfield, though, I know Indianapolis was his first choice. You know, no, with, that's not uh, the window. That's not the window now with, with Matt Ryan there. But shout out Matt. Yeah, no, Matty Ice. Ice. But you look at Baker Mayfield, and the options are not over because if he is as talented as people think that he is, you know, there's a lot of stuff with Baker and his 
his off the field stuff. And a lot of people were like the commercials rubbed the people the wrong way, but he was hurt. He played the majority of last year with a torn shoulder labrum. He was, he was definitely decent the year prior, you know, when they went 10 and six and beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So if you look at it, if, if you're going to run the league, what teams could benefit by having a upgrade at quarterback like Baker Mayfield? It's a couple teams that come to mind for me, Houston, whether or not he wants to go there and whether or not they want to have him there is one thing. But Houston, I think Baker Mayfield's an upgrade over Davis Mills. Yeah. The Davis. Giants. Sure the, I'm, I'm sorry, Davis Mills. Said? Yeah, Davis Mills. It's kind of like, like Davis Bertons. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Giants, like whether or not you think Daniel Jones is the guy after this year, you can't – I got I, I, being objective – Baker Mayfield on the Giants is a little bit more intimidating than Daniel Jones on the Giants. Whether or not Wentz is truly the guy in Washington. You know, like, yeah, I know we gave up two third-round picks for him, but, you know, you can get Baker Mayfield. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? Ah, you know? uh, uh, yes, yeah, so that's a you know, You know? Um you know, I, there's a, I think there's always a team out of the out of left field, Carolina. You know, are we sold on Darnold? Are we so? You know, are we bringing back Cam? Are we? You know, what are we doing? So you look around, like Atlanta. I mean, the Mariota thing is nice, but was you rather Baker Mayfield or you rather Marcus Mariota? So I think there's still some some options for Baker to 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 make a uh, to have an opportunity to start somewhere. Well, and I think it happens prior to draft day or right before the season starts. You know, it, it never it can, it can be a situation where, let's say, someone gets hurt in training camp, and now they automatically they need a quarterback. You know, Pittsburgh's been linked to Mayfield. Whether or not they get Malik Willis, they still have Trubisky, whatever the case may be. So I think that there's options for Baker Mayfield. It it, it didn't work out in Cleveland, um, partially because they blew up the team around him. Maybe it was because of him. So maybe a change of scenery would definitely do him some good because I don't think he's playing for for the Browns again. Like, why why even put him out there for three games, six games, whatever the case may be? Like, I, I don't think he's – he's already kind of through his through – his, like, he threw the peace on up for Cleveland. Like, I think he's done with him. And I think they just need to sever all ties at this point. A team that – could use an upgraded quarterback, Jared, that I've talked about, we've talked about on the show. What about Tennessee? You know, could could Tennessee look better with Baker Mayfield as opposed to Ryan Tannehill? So I think that there's options there for Baker. What do you think? I think Baker has choices where he can go. I don't, I don't think this, like, the Falcons could be a team, like you already mentioned, like the Seahawks is there. Like, there's teams where he could easily go to. I think it's more so now the Browns with compensation for him back, which the, the QB market, we've seen what, guys are worth throughout this entire crazy free agency. Like, this free agency has been wild, especially when it comes to trades. I like what, what you Carson Wentz got, what, two-thirds back? I think there was a first for Matt Ryan, I believe, in the Colts, or at least a second. Deshaun was – they gave up a haul for Deshaun Watson, so it, it's a lot. Russ was given a first round – two first-rounders. It's, it's a lot going on where I think – I don't know where – it depends on what, what the Browns value Baker's worth as. I think the highest you get is as a second. That's just just what I'm thinking, and, and and that's me being generous. 
you might only get a third or a fourth for him. Because we already mentioned he's, a, a, if not, let's say slightly better than Carson Wentz, and that's a big slight. Like, it's not even, like, it's, it's, it's a real stretch if I'm saying, oh, man, he's better than Carson Wentz. It's slight. Like, like they're right neck and neck for who can be one of the worst QBs in the league next season. When you look at how they've been playing so far, and I know Baker played with that injury, so I'm, a, I'm not going to hold that asterisk against him. I think he can be a good QB. He just hasn't played what you would expect from a first-round caliber quarterback that's been surrounded by so much talent. So where he goes now, I think you just have to he, – he just needs to play his options out and where he can go to like really build a team around him get a new new environment etc cetera, etc cetera. so so where, to, where would that be i like i like that texas pick you said i do i like that i don't know if the browns will keep him in the conference but i do like the texas i, and I like the texas a lot because that's a team that's rebuilding and that's a straight rebuild whereas now if he was to go somewhere that's rebuilding but they have a chance to win i like seattle the most i think if seattle wants to give him a shot i think the seattle should i know seattle has drew lock i know there's been rumors sniffing around about Colin Kaepernick potentially looking Kaepernick. Get, getting a trial with the Seahawks and maybe, oh, maybe yeah. getting a shot there. I'd like to see that too. But Baker really wanted to go somewhere in the NFC over there in the NFC. I like the Seahawks. They have the receivers already, Chris. Mm-hmm. I like I like Chris Carson as a running back. I mean, he's always hurt, but I like it. They need to build up that D-line, finish up getting that defense right. But the defense at times plays really well. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I will, he, he still has a chance at winning something if he plays for Seattle. He has, they can win games. They can make a playoff. I don't think they'll go anywhere further, but they can make a, a wild card or a, maybe win a playoff spot, especially with the new rules and everything going on. So, yeah, I, I, those are the two teams I would say, okay, go there. Make, make, be the difference maker there and showcase that you can still be a, a starting QB in the league. I agree. I agree. Moving on to an, uh, a starting quarterback in the league, Jared, we talked briefly about this, but Matt Ryan goes to Indianapolis for a third-round pick, replacing Carson Wentz. Uh, Jared, talk to me a little bit about what that means for Indy and, and how that, you know, how they are now committed to another veteran quarterback <laughs> moving forward. Uh I think this fit works better. I like Matt Ryan with them. I think they still need receivers because let's be honest, Michael Pittman is a stud, but he's only, he's only one guy. Jonathan Taylor is still there. They have a bolstering defense that's only been getting better and better. I think that was a good fit for them with Matt Ryan. I, I'm not. I don't. I think Matt Ryan still has some good years at quarterbacking left. Just everything with the Falcons, not only with how the team is like just struggling, going steadily going downhill after the loss of Julio Jones and Kevin Riley. It's just. There's so much for Matt Ryan in Atlanta that was just negative connotation around him. Like you, you just can't eclipse that Super Bowl choke. You can't do it. That stain will be on his resume and his legacy. And I think a fresh start for him is good. I like Frank Reich as head coach. Like don't don't get confused. I like him a lot. Despite what happened this last season with Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz played good ball until they lost to the Jags. Like he was playing good football. John Taylor was having an MVP caliber season. I like what I you like what you see over there. If they get another receiver in, I think they can really push for something. Now, do I think Matt Ryan's gonna turn into some MVP player? No. But do I think that he'll be able to get them wins, especially in that division, and make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they'll be able they're I think now with Matt Ryan, they're going right back to the playoffs next season. I agree. I think that Matt Ryan makes them Matt Ryan wins those last two games 
versus Jacksonville and versus uh, uh, who they play. They played at home. The Raiders? The Raiders. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, Matt Ryan wins at least one of those games. Matt Ryan makes sure that team's in the playoffs. Matt Ryan with Jonathan Taylor, with Michael Pittman, with that offensive line. I mean, I know you need to replace Eric Fisher, but you got – you're not, you're not going to have those same pitfalls and bugaboos that Wentz has. Now, I'm not saying Matt Ryan is perfect. Matt Ryan has come up small in some clutch, clutch situations. But Matt Ryan has also come up big in, in clutch situations. You know, we everyone's heard about this. He was up 25 points on Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Blew it, yeah, but he was there. Um, so you look at this you look at this opportunity that, that Matt Ryan has to end his career on a positive note, to end his career on a high note, just like Phil Rivers did um, in Indianapolis. They Frank Wright, like you said, is a good is a good coach who primarily works with drop back quarterbacks, you know, drop back, sit there, throw the ball, not really moving in, moving the pocket around too much. You can do it, but that's not really his forte. That's how Rivers had success. That's how even going back to Philadelphia, Foles had success. Wentz had success. You know, a lot of people talk about these last two games that Wentz had, but Wentz, for the most part, had good numbers, 27 and 7. You know, I think a lot of quarterbacks would take that. So Matt Ryan coming in, I think makes a lot of sense that Indianapolis is a is a good fit. Whether or not they'll be, you know, championship contenders is 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 you know to be to be determined. Like I still think they still have to to uh, they still have to to worry about um, Tennessee. We'll see how how the the rebuild in Houston goes. We'll see how Jacksonville goes. Like let's not sleep on Dougie in Jacksonville. So. Indianapolis, I think their window is 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 closing, but I think if they're going to go for it, they need to go for it within the next two three years. Yeah, it, it's now or never at this point. Well, guys, are only getting older. Matt Ryan's only getting older. This this is, I think this is a little bit different than the Phil Rivers safety valves. I think that you still have a couple more years where Matt Ryan can still throw the ball down the field and he can he can get some airtime on it. So I'm not against it. I like it. I'm not really a big Colts fan, so me saying much about him is just like. Yeah, we'll see how they do. I'm just, I, 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 I'm not really interested until they get a better receiver or another receiver paired next to Michael Pittman because they lost Eric Pascal. I don't think they re-signed T.Y. Hilton. So right now, the only noticeable one you can name is Michael Pittman Jr. And that's the only one guy. And that's been their big downfall is that they just haven't had the receivers that can help spread the field when Jonathan Taylor is balling out. I agree. I agree. They, they, there's some pieces that need to be in place, but I think that they're in a good spot right now. Chris Ballard, the GM, has done a good job of retooling and, and keeping that team abreast and, and afloat, even with a changing quarterback. You know, this is the third different quarterback in three years. I'm sorry, your fourth quarterback in four years. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, hopefully they can get some continuity moving forward, and it's not like a one-year experiment at the quarterback position. But Jared, we're going to transition off the NFL into the NBA, and, and your guy Jokic, who we love, we love Jokic, but we know we trust the process even more. Um, the MVP voting, like the preview, I guess you want to call it, something like that, 
it's coming out and, and people are giving their their picks and the prognosticators are, are, are saying how they would vote. And Jerry, you want to talk about the results a little yeah, bit? Right? Just, just a little bit. It, it, I think it's really crazy to me what the I just want to know what the media criteria is for winning an MVP. Are we going by conference record now? Like is that that is that null and void? Because now I'm seeing a lot of we've seen a lot of times now where what Jokic won it last year as a six seed. He's leading the league again this year as a six seed. And I know he's by himself, but Joel B was by himself for the most part of the season. There was no Ben Simmons. They've only had Harden for 13 games. I guess where are we where's the differentiating there? And Bede put up ginormous record-breaking numbers this season. So is Nicole Jokic. Where do where are we where are we like drawing the straws to say Jokic is so much superior? Is it the playmaking? Because if we're doing the playmaking, then doesn't defense count for something in the NBA? Because as of right now, Joel Embiid's a way better defender than the old coaches will ever be in his career. It's just how the that's just what's going to be. Joel Embiid plays very good defense. He locks up guys when it matters, and he makes the, the game-winning defensive plays if needed. Nicole Jokic does do that. He'll make the, the pass, but he's not going to make the defensive stop. Right now, if you look, if uh, you go on ESPN.com and look at the MVP uh, poll, for the, they have their 3.0 results. Right now, Nicole Jokic has 62 first-place votes to Embiid's 29. He doesn't even have 30. Where Nicole Jokic is getting 62 first-place votes? Right now in the Eastern Conference alone, Chris, there are four teams literally tied for first place. And the Sixers of one of those four teams. The Nuggets are nowhere near that. They, like, they're not – there are games behind even hitting the third seed. So where are we drawing the line that I need the rules, the NBA to show me the media, they have their votes that, you know, biased and bandwagons that they, they have their own credentials and biases for why they're choosing who for who for everybody. Where are they getting their references to say, okay, Nicole Jokic deserves almost 31 more votes than Joel Embiid. I wouldn't be this upset, Chris, if it wasn't for that. Why are they not closer? Why is it such a unanimous decision that Joel Embiid, that Joel Embiid is not playing on an MVP caliber or as much as MVP caliber as Nicole Jokic or no Nicole Jokic is that vastly better than him just just I'm just thinking about that just look at how this is the year where Chris can finally say the east is so much better than the west because that is a factual statement it is by far the better conference like look at the talent pool in the east that are healthy and look at the talent pool in the west that are just not there Clippers have lost two of their main superstars the Warriors literally have Steph Curry out, Clay's one in minutes restriction, and doesn't play back to back. And Draymond just coming back from injury. That's three. That's five guys right there. That's a starting five right there of guys that just can't play basketball that are star players. Who are the Nuggets playing that have superstars? The Lakers stink. AD's been out the entire season. LeBron's been dead on a knee injury, groin injury, and an ankle injury. <laughs> They're done. So it's just Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook is not a superstar anymore. He's a he's a good player. He can help a team out, but he's not that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. John Moran's been out almost twenty two games this season. The, so the, and the Grizzlies still the second seed in the East. So who in the Grizzlies should we be saying is MVP then? Is it Desmond Bain? Because Desmond Bain should be getting the, the votes of setting Nicole Jokic at this point. <laughs> He's helping carry that team to the number two seed. Why isn't Devin Booker getting more credentials for the MVP award? They're the number one seed. He done it without Chris Paul, who's been gone for what, 15 games now? Mm-hmm. Where's Devin Booker's accolades for not only keeping the one seed, but building on it where they just got their 60, 60th and 61st win of the season. I understand Nicole Jokic does it with, I guess, with the work of sitting less. But what are we considering less? Because Will Barton is a good player. Anywhere else, he might actually be more than a 13 points per, guy, per game guy. Aaron Gordon was on the Magic average 18. Now he's on the Nuggets averaging less. Well, that's because his game style just isn't the same. 
I know they're missing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., but if we're being realistic, looking at the way the Western Conference is played out right now, right, mm-hmm. where are we putting the healthy Nuggets? I still don't think they're in the top three. Yeah, I don't think they're in the top five. So if they're not there, then they're still a six seed. So why is Nicole Jokerson and the runner, the, not even the runner, the favorite for the MVP? When I don't, if you add Michael Porter Jr. back and Jamal Murray, they're still not in the top three. They're not a, they're not a top three seed in the in the West. Whereas yeah. Joel Embiid is constantly, I'm sorry to cut you off, is constantly put the Sixers, they've been the fourth seed to now fighting for the first seed this entire season with just Joel Embiid on his back, who's only missed, I think, 10 games this season. It's ridiculous. So what I think that it comes down to, like you mentioned the media perception of Embiid. I think that's the biggest thing is like people think Embiid, especially now that Harden's there, he's a flopper. He's a foul merchant. He always goes to the free throw line. He depends on free throws. And like you hear this, and I think that's lazy. If you watch the Sixers, if you watch these games, Embiid is facilitating. He is playmaking. He is scoring. And multi multi levels from the three, from the free throw line, from the post game, from the mid range. He's a multifaceted scorer, talented on both ends. Like, yes, he's not the best big man defender I've ever seen, but he is definitely comparable, capable, and better than Jokic. Now, Jokic is a better passer. Jokic, I think, like that team flows through Jokic a little bit more than the Sixers flow through MB. And I think that that's now because Harden is there and the emergence of Tyrese Maxey and things like that, whatever the case may be. But I think you hit the nail on the head, Jared, when you look at team success and, you know, before MVP was the best player on the best team, right? That's generally how it was. Then they kind of started deviating and Westbrook was an eight seed and was going crazy and his numbers was great and he became the MVP. Steph was the unanimous MVP and people have had Jordan fatigue and people have had Braun fatigue and whatever the case may be. If you look at all the MVP numbers from the past like 15 years and six, you know, past 20 years, no one has had, I think, the, the amount of impact on their team success without that secondary piece there you know, a high-priced, high-piece, secondary piece like Ben Simmons was supposed to be for the Sixers. You know, we talk about how, you know, how much Ben Simmons' shortcomings were, but people, I don't think people tend to forget, but people don't really mention Ben Simmons was a defensive player of the year candidate. Ben Simmons, you know, averaged 18 and 6, and 18 and 8, and things like that. Like, he was a solid contributor, the clear-cut number two on this team. And Embiid has that, has, does not have that production. So now Embiid has to do more on the defensive end. Embiid has to do more on the offensive end. Embiid has to facility. Embiid has to do all the things that he necessarily didn't have to do before. And this team could still finish first in the East like they did last year. Nikola Jokic's team is damn near in the playing tournament. Six last year, six this year. It's, nothing's changed. The same storyline, and we're about to see. Nicole so I get, I, I get Jokic's numbers are a little bit better, but if you had to pick the most valuable eye popping to his team, who holds the most weight? 
That's Embiid. And it's not a sight against Jokic, but a 62 to 29 gap is bull. It's bull. Like, that's ridiculous. That's 33 points. That's 33 votes ahead of him. That's mind-boggling. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. And it, we're talking about their stats, Chris. It's really, it's like, it's, it's night and day. Not, even, not even the stats. Look at the, the, like, I always talk about the eye popping, you know, the eye test thing. Yeah, Jokic looks like a bag of garbage. When, like, he's he, he not physically imposing and beat his, you know, 7'2", <clears throat> allegedly. 280 pounds, allegedly. And you look at this guy and he's doing all these things and, you know, fadeaways and jumpers and things like that. And Jokic he plays just, like a shooting guard. And Jokic, like, is. this is our bias I got, coming out. I got to get Jokic is not the most physically impressive type of guy, but damn. Like, you can't see that MB's clearly on another level this year. Like, I know this is us being Sixers fans. We're a little no, 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 no. Oh, it's not even being me being a Sixers fan. I can objectively step back and say Jokic is better in certain aspects than MB. But to his team this year, if you take MB off this team this year, this team, this, this, this is this is not a playoff team. Let them on a, a one seed team. This team, oh man, we're in the lottery. Like this, this is a process team right here. If, if, if there's no MB. Tobias Harris isn't taking you anywhere. At least I can say for certain, I think the Nuggets will still be in a play-in spot. The way the Western Conference looked, if they if they lost Jokic a couple games. Use and beat, it's a wrap. This season would have been washed. We'd have packed our bags. I'd have gone to the $11, $8 games that the Sixers have been selling to us. And I'd have taken that drive. Um, it is what it is. We'll have to see how it plays out. It's what? Less than two weeks now for the with the NBA season before the playoffs start. So that's all he has left to sh- continue to showcase 30-point tri- double-doubles, 40-point game here and there. I think it really is, as you mentioned earlier, Chris, it's the free throws. They just don't like – and if you guys don't like that he's going to the line so much – Stop fouling him. Stop fouling him or figure out how to change the rule. Change the rule that now Chris Paul is upset at the rip the rule. The rule that he basically like that, the rule that he now wants to install is the rip through foul. He wants to get rid of it. Chris Paul was a master at the rip through. He's the one that started this. Like, mm-hmm. like if we gotta like there's certain things I guess players that hate that are happening, but you guys started certain of these trends. Some of these trends y'all started, and that has been used against you so much better, so much more effectively. Now it's an issue. And again, that's the same thing when it comes to the media members. Some of these guys, some of these guys and women, male, males and females, they're older, they stuck in their ways. They don't like the NBA's now all offense. It's hard, it's hard to be a, a lockdown defender in this new NBA. It is, it's, it's hard to be a defender. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. It means just work harder. It, it makes you work harder at being a good defender, but it's a little bit easier to get buckets. Mm-hmm. But what, 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 do you, what do you rather see, though? Would you rather see a game that's 80-80 with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, or would you rather see a game that's high-octane with two minutes left, 116-116? Both teams is lighting it up. Like, what would you rather see now? What do you, what do you want to pay your money for? So I think that's really just how you have to look at it, and I think the MVP criteria needs to just – and we – we as the fan base and people in the media just need to tell us what what's what is what's the MVP criteria now? Let's can we see a list in the next season that says this is what you need to do to be an MVP? And let's say it now. Damn the record. Damn it. Damn your wherever you are in the NBA, as long as you're a playoff team, you are in MVP contention. Let's just make that known now. Because that's what needs to be known. Top because before Chris, it used to be what top three, right? 
You had to be mm-hmm. a top three seed. And then that gradually started to change around what? I would say 2015. Around when, when, when Westbrook won the MVP. Around, yeah, that's when it started to change where the criteria for MVP started. You, you started to tweak it. Man was a walking triple-double. He broke Oscar Robertson's record for most triple-doubles in the NBA, which is, I think is the highest accolade you could do because it's hard. MVP, I know triple-doubles have become a little bit of a thing of the past where they, they were once uh, blown, blown out of your mind. Oh, man, he got triple-double. That's how nice he played now. It's kind of easier to get. But still, to do that consistently, okay, Russ deserved that. As, and he was a 60 – he was literally by himself. Cool. But now it's just like – I thought that was a one-off. It's not a one-off anymore. Let's just throw it out the window. As long as you're in the playoff, you can win an MVP award as long as you're doing something historically great. Is Jokic doing anything historically great this season? I don't think so. Is it B? Eh, they, they both having the same type of year when it comes to, like, historically breaking a record or two, but mm-hmm. B's fighting for a first seat. Was a first seat last year? He's going to be a first seat this year. What are we, what are we doing here? And that's all I can say. Like, let's just, let's just give me the list, the criteria list, so we could check the boxes together. Even though my vote doesn't count, I just want to check that box too and see where my where my number is different from yours as a media and NBA. Because at this point, it's, it's just looking like it's just a huge bias towards and being the Sixers for what we've been accomplishing rather than just a straight fact that we're just dominating a certain aspects of the NBA. Okay. Right. Serious, yeah. man. Jerry, let's 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 wrap it up and let's talk about how no one in the East man wants to be the first or second seed. I look. respect it thoroughly. Like I got I just talked about the Sixers place it first. I don't want to see it. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. I don't want to see it. Wanna know why? Because nobody wants to play the death down the car even play home games. <laughs> no, no offense, but I don't want to see that. That team is a work in progress. So you can see how the Nets have lost some games they should have won, won some games they should have lost, but mm-hmm. they're gelling. Kyrie and Katie are back. That that dynamic duo was back. I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. It's looking like he's really hurt. I feel for him. Prayers out to him with his back injury. That's something that might last his entire career now. I really do feel for him. I want to see him back on the court, but maybe I don't think he'll make he'll be even play this season. But the Nets look good and they have the bench now because the, the Sixers helped them get a bench, but they have a bench now. <laughs> like they have the tools in place to win a championship. And even though they're right now, what, the ninth seed, eighth seed, like everything in the East is just flipped, washed. I, I, I might be a game behind, but. Eighth seed. Eighth seed mm-hmm. in the play and They're in the play and They're going to be stuck in the play and I think that is what it yeah, is. Yeah, the, I don't think they have a chance to get up. They'll end up being the seventh or eighth seed. Nobody wants to be the one or two. If I'm the Heat and the way the Heat have literally lost four straight, they just finally got their win. But they looked mm-hmm. horrendously bad in that five in this five-game break. They don't want to play the Nets the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're a first seed. You want to play an easier team. That's but why here, you're the first seed. But here's the thing with with Brooklyn, um, and, and the standings, right? So everyone's a game back right now. Miami, Miami's a game up on, um, the the second, the third, and the fourth. Six is the second seed right now, and wow. and Milwaukee's the third seed right now. They're tied. They play tonight. Um, they both have identical records of forty six and twenty eight. Um, Miami at forty eight and twenty eight. But if you kind of go down to the seven, the seven, eight, nine, ten range, which is a playing range, right? Cleveland's at Cleveland is at the seven right now. There's three games up on Brooklyn. Right. So for all intents and purposes, unless something crazy happens, Brooklyn's probably going to be no higher than eight. You said uh Cleveland's what now? 
three games up on Brooklyn. And they're the seventh seed? In the seventh seed. Man, the Nets might take that. They have three, three games and 12, 12 to go. 12 to go? Nets might take that. Because I think the Nets have, what, the fifth easiest schedule for the rest of these games? And I'm pretty sure they play the Pistons and Knicks twice. They play, the, they play the Pistons tonight. That's a W. So let me... I make some two games back. Like, I'm assuming, more worried about who, so who the Cavs play. So the Cavs, the Cavs record coming up. Um, so the Cavs schedule coming up. They beat Cleveland. They beat Orlando yesterday. Right. They play Dallas tomorrow off a of back to back. Okay, that might be a win because Dallas off a of back to back. Okay, Dallas off a of back to back. Dallas plays tonight. They play the Lakers tonight. Oh, never mind. That's a night off. That's that's a night off. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's still a it's still a play at home travel type of game. Okay, this is no offense to Lakers fans out there, but y'all it's all suck. it's all offense to Lakers fans. Oh, so your um, team sucks. Then, they, then the clip, then the Cavaliers play Atlanta, New York, the Sixers, the Magic again, the Nets, and then the Bucks. I can I can literally say they got three wins and that's it. And that whole thing you just did. One, with. two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So they, they had three, three wins and seven seven games to play. Okay, that's right. that's not good odds. Okay, so now let's let's pull up Brooklyn. So now Brooklyn schedule. They have Detroit tonight. That's a W. Then they have Milwaukee on Thursday. Uh, that's a toss up. Atlanta on Saturday. Toss up. Houston. That's a W. The Knicks. W. The Cavs. W. And then the Indiana. That's a W. So that's five right there. Assuming, assuming they don't have a letdown game because they have, they have. Okay, uh, so uh, the Nets, the Knicks, the Knicks is on the back to back, and then yeah, the Knicks, the Houston, Houston Knicks is on back to back. We know how teams get. Oh, man, yeah. it's one, a, of it, one of them is one of them is a flip. Yeah. One. And they go, they go tie around, guess. Okay, so I think the Nets will take the seventh seed. Unless so the Cavs surprise me. So unless the Cavs, so but for all intents and purposes, Cleveland seven, Brooklyn eight, Atlanta. I'm sorry, Atlanta. I'm sorry, Charlotte nine, Atlanta ten, right? Then the play in happens. Charlotte will probably because play Charlotte, and Charlotte, and Atlanta are separated by a game. I'm sorry, okay. half a game. Brooklyn and Atlanta are separated by one game. So Brooklyn could easily fall to ten. Give it's 10. possible. It's possible. Now, if Brooklyn ends up nine to ten, they are in deep trouble because you, instead of having two games to win. Or one game, you know, one game to one. Win if you're seven, and you have two games to win if you're nine, ten, because you right. got to win twice. That'll gas you up because in the playoffs, it'll really start like two days later. And then, yeah, and it's the playoff game two games later. And if you're that nine, ten team, you end up one. I'm sorry, you end up eight. You play one, which could be Miami. Which again, the way Miami's playing, I'm not. Yeah, I, they know it's crazy. They talk. There's been all over the. We talked about it off air. The, Miami's been so under the radar lately. I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just them playing. We saw the the most talked about they've been this season was that huge fight between Jimmy Butler, Eric Spoelstra, and Dallas Haslam. So mm-hmm. that's a team like you're like okay. If you're an A seed or a seven seed and they are the one or two, I, I wouldn't be mad playing them. I, I at first you'd be like okay they got a lot of shooting, but after that they don't have the size. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's Jimmy's a a one adjacent because it's hard for me to say Jimmy's Butler is a straight one. After that finals, he looked great. 
against LeBron in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But then that was like the best basketball he's played. He hasn't played that type of basketball since. Kyle Lowry's gotten older. Bam looks good, but I don't know. The Heat, the Heat make you nervous a little bit. It's the one seed. But then again, the Sixers might be the one seed. Or, or Boston. I think Boston, Chris, now, they're not talking about it as much. But they just lost the Raptors OT. But the Jalen Brown and Tatum knee injuries that just came out, that makes you nervous because you just found out, like, the same day Robert Williams is a torn meniscus. Robert Williams was their defensive anchor. That dude has been playing defensive player of the year worthy. Like, he's been that good. And without him... Now you, all you have is Al Horford and Daniel Tice as your bigs. That ain't that. I, I stop. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to say ain't, but that doesn't fear. I'm not afraid of either of them. Al Horford's what 37, 40? Like I don't know how old he is. 88. They're not an opposing big anymore. And Daniel Tice is he's a good backup, but Daniel Tice, I'm going to the rim now. Like that rim protection shot. Mm-hmm. So if you're now you're if you're a seven seed, let's say the Celtics end of the two and they play the Raptors. That's a seven-game series. We saw it in the bubble. I think we'll see it again in the seven games. So if you're the Sixers or Bucks, I'm not opposed to being the third or fourth seed because you end up playing who? Bulls, Raptors if they stay at the six, Cavs maybe if they don't – like, you know how it moves up, but the Bulls I think are stuck at the fifth seed. And if you're playing the Bulls, I don't, I don't know what happened to the Bulls. They were the, the hot talk of the town. Chicago was back, and now they've just fallen off. That DeRozan averaging 28 without shooting threes was cool at first. But now you see that this is a three-point shooting league again. Mm-hmm. He needs to be able to shoot some threes, and this does not happen. I know they're, we're talking about the return of Lonzo Ball and Patrick Williams, but I just don't think that's enough. Yes. I, I, I just really don't. So if you're a team that's like, hey, we had we all were tied up, mm-hmm. but we end up being the fourth seed, even though we had the same record, we just lost by what the conference or the division record. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at playing the Bulls in the first round. That might be a, a six-game series if you're the Sixers, maybe. So, so Jared, let me let me ask you: take the Sixers part out of it, take your fan head off. Tell me how this how tell me how the East shakes out. Who ends up think, one? Who ends up one, two, three, and four? I think it's going to be Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, with the Bulls coming in at fifth, sixth. I'm gonna give to the Raptors still. Seventh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm giving to the Nets. Eighth is the Cavs. I, I didn't really ask you for all that, I but I had to give it. I just yeah. had to do it all in order because I'm just breaking it down in my mind. That's how you I just, see it. I'm chalk Boston out the equation. I'm sorry. I think Boston to me, without Robert Williams, it hurts them. They're gonna lose a couple more games. All right, so I have Miami, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Boston. Boston's fell off for you too, though. Like that that team is falling to the fourth now. And then Chicago, five. Chicago, five. Let me pull up the standards right now. Actually, I'm sorry. Right now, Toronto and, and Chicago are tied at 5-6. Cleveland and Chicago are tied at 5? Tied at 5. Oh, same, so you should have told me this earlier. Same record. And Cleveland a half. Cleveland's a game back. I think it's going to be Chicago 5, Cleveland 6. Toronto 7. Hmm. <laughs> if I got Toronto in the playing game, 
think it's I think it's Brooklyn eight. I think I got Brooklyn eight. Right. I mean, I'm not a po- I'm not against it. I, I, it's weird I because I think having Brooklyn eight just feels weird because KD's not about to be the AC. This is not his. It's not, that's not his DNA. I think Kyrie Brooklyn, maybe, but not KD. I think Brooklyn ends up the eight seed. Come on, Oklahoma City Thunder, Kevin Durant, yeah, eight seed. Um, <laughs> stop it. Um, I I think that's the case, but I, I I'm curious to see Atlanta, Charlotte, how that plays out with Brooklyn with whoever ends up seven. Because you could, there's a scenario where Chicago could end up seven. And could you yeah. imagine Chicago, Brooklyn for the play-in? You know, that'd be great for anybody. That'd be great basketball to watch. I'd love to see that. You know, so that, now you, I wish I said series that game. A team, two teams that had been in the top of the conference for most of the year, now fighting for the playing spot. I selfishly would love to see that. Yeah, I would like um, that. So I think that I think there's definitely some. Uh, some uh some intrigue there in the Eastern standings, especially this last couple of you know, I thought it was 12 games left. It's less than 12 games left. It's more talking, like, yeah, it's like seven, it's right? more like seven games left. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Jared, is there anything else we want to talk about for wrap it up? Uh, no, we'll, we'll get the baseball win in. Opening day comes next week. Excited yeah. for the Phillies. As usual, we great we, we spent money on great batting lineup. No pitches. Of Love course. it though. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Um, before we wrap it up, just want to announce the uh, you know your boys, the Eagles, uh, announced they will be wearing uh, alternate uniforms in 2022, which includes black, <laughs> hey. black helmets, and they will bring the Kelly Green old school uniforms back in 2023. So I know a lot of people are excited about that. That's going to be lit. So. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, tell a friend and tell a friend to tune in. If you like what you hear, also leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes, so we do appreciate that. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. That's at S-T-T-P podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore J.M. Hughes. You know, definitely follow the podcast. We're trying to get the what a thousand followers or more shoot give us a million but you know we're trying to get up there trying to grow the page it was we back baby we back let's get straight to the points <laughs>